Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 152 of the Courts at Indiana podcast. Jim Reamer joined as always, or at least as always recently, by with Kyler Staley. Kyler, how are you doing? Doing good. Uh, no complaints on my end. We've got a good. We've got a good podcast coming up today. We've already recorded the, uh, the the content part of the section or the content part of the podcast. We we've Zach Tyler is going to be back with us later in the episode. He's going to be now that the season is here. He's going to be back on at least, if not weekly, certainly probably three out of every four weeks. Then we've added a new voice to our uh, new voice to our group, Dominic Neely out of Fort Wayne. Actually, he's out of Westview. He played at Westview High School. His father Troy was a longtime successful head coach there uh, at, at Westview High School. He is going to be joining us and covering the northeast part of the state, all the way down to Muncie. Maybe even throw him to a Richmond game every now and then if if I, I can't get over there. But uh, he's going to be helping Zach with the north part of the state. Zach's bumping over going to focus more in the region and i'll just put it out there now we if anybody in southern indiana wants to help us cover the southern part of the state we'd like to have a consistent voice down there both in terms of writing and in terms of podcasting uh we, we'd love to have a consistent voice uh helping us each week uh, that's where i'll put it from there but uh kyler we got to uh we got to get uh updated on recruiting we didn't do a podcast last week because uh, Timing-wise, didn't work out for the both of us, and I didn't want to just do one by ourselves. There hasn't been a whole lot of activity this week. Basically, it's been guys were just signing, you know, the guys that have already committed. But, um, uh-oh, where'd my list go? There it is. Sorry. Got shaky there for a minute. But let's go ahead and get up to date on the recruiting stuff and talk about some of these dudes. I don't know if we, if we got all these last week or not. Um, Lucas Balling, senior from Michigan City Marquette Catholic, picked up an offer from Wabash. Micah Davis, uh, junior point guard from, from Franklin, picked up an offer from Ball State. Flory Badunga, who we do an extensive breakdown later in the podcast, the very end of the podcast uh, of his game from Kokomo, picked up an offer from Michigan State. Connor Husong from Tipton, really good outside shooter for them. Picked up an offer from Olivet Nazarene. Jake Cherry, senior. Connor is Husong is a senior at Tipton. Jake Cherry's 6'10 center from Pekin Eastern. Uh, picked up an offer from Aquinas, NAI school up in Michigan. And Austin Willoughby, uh, senior forward, picked up an offer from or at Whiteland, picked up an offer from Rose Holman. Clearly he is smart. <laughs> clearly <laughs> clearly he and lucas balling are smart individuals and and <laughs> our commitments preston roberts from coca or from noblesville committed to indiana kokomo which has been a successful nia program under eric eric Eckelbarger. eric Eckelbarger, former player thank you preston roberts former player jake cherry earlier former player thank you <laughs> we touched on landon beagle's commitment the prior episode but he hadn't reported it yet i reported it <laughs> From Oak Hill, committed to Huntington. 
Drew Cook, also another smart kid from Northview, played in our Kyle Guy program, committed to Wabash. Uh, senior guard from Northview. And Jermaine Coleman from Park Tudor, who I had the pleasure of coaching in the fall league. Uh, senior forward for there. Picked up an, or committed to Purdue-Fort Wayne over the weekend. Uh, actually, yeah, it was over the weekend, over last weekend. So it would have been last Saturday he committed. No, last Monday. Monday. Yeah, we somewhere too, around there. We weren't too far behind. Not a whole lot, you know, not a whole lot happened the week before. I'm trying to look here and make sure we didn't miss anybody. Because we, you and I talked about Cooper Farrell committing to Bentley. So, yeah, yeah. so we really didn't miss anything recruiting-wise. So, there, hell, there wouldn't even been a podcast last week. I didn't even send you the list. Do I need to send you the list? Nah, that's good. I mean, the Coleman thing is the biggest news of the bunch. Um, he was impressive in the fall league. Um, I think you're going to see him this year. Again, his role at Park Tudor will expand. Uh, any any thoughts on him? I mean, yeah, that's a good spot for him right now. I don't think he got the high majors that he wanted. But, you know, the way, like, you know, the transfer, por- transfer portal is nowadays, I mean, he could go there. He could have a successful one or two years at um, – at Purdue Fort Wayne, um, and then he I can hate, go play at that high major level. So I hate talking about it like that, you know. I, and I, I but know. we have to, we kind of have to, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the way I see it with him. I, I think yeah, I still think he's a high major guy, and I think he's gonna eventually get to that level. So call it a hot take, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean it's. I, I think the question is going to be with him. Perhaps strength and, and what he can guard at that level. I mean, look, at, at in the Horizon League, he's a versatile forward. He's a combo forward in the Horizon League. Yeah. In a high major, maybe he's a tweener. You know? And there's – and there might be a fine line between those two. The more he could be a three, the more he could project into that high major status. I think that's – you agree with that or do you – Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think you're pretty spot on there. I mean, he shot the ball well uh, in the fall league. Again, this is – you, you learn you learn about kids when you coach them, even as limited coaching as there is in the fall league. You learn about kids because there's things I could tell him to do um, on the fly that he, that he would immediately implement and be successful at. And, you know, I think that his ability to play without the basketball is going to be something that will be a key component to his success in college. He's, he's extremely good at it. He moves well without the ball. He's smart. Um, he's really good outside shooter, especially when his feet are set. He actually can shoot off the bounce a little bit more than what I thought. Uh, that's a part of his game that I know has improved. Uh, you know, I enjoy coaching him for four weeks and and really and you know look forward to seeing what he can do um, in college. I, I I don't know that I viewed him as a definite high major. I thought the Mac would have been a good level for him. Um, I, I think the Horizon League is a good level for him. You know, especially if they could be at the top of the Horizon League. I think if if you see if you see, you know, him contribute a lot to winning, I think then you could see maybe he transfers out. I, God, I hate talking about stuff like that. 
My bad for bringing it up. No, 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 no. And I mean, I think we have to consider it. It is what it is. And these college coaches know it too. And I don't know a college coach that likes it, but I also know a college. I don't know a college coach that doesn't use it, doesn't hunt. Um, and obviously, especially, we know a lot. Yeah, especially the low major, mid major college coaches. I can see where they can't stand the transfer portal. No, none of them can. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, because. I mean, high major to high major. Look again, Nigel Pack going from Kansas State. No, no, I don't know any coach that likes the, the way the transfer portal. I know there's a lot of people that talk about eh, that we've we've beat the transfer portal up to death. There's a lot of people that talk about, well, college coaches can come and go as they please. Blah blah blah. Players have to sit out. Blah blah blah. College coaches have contracts. You know what? They have contracts they sign. They don't. They can't just come and go as they please. They, mm-hmm. If they if they do, they got to buy their way out of it. You know, I, and, and before the transfer portal and even now with letters of intent, kids sign contracts too. And the contract they signed is that you agree to follow the NCAA rules, whether you know them or not. And, you know, if, if they sign a letter of intent without and, and committed to playing the NCAA without knowing the rules, this is, has nothing to do with Jermaine, by the way. <laughs> we're, we're tangent here. Let's make that clear. <laughs> no, let's make that clear, yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if a family or a kid didn't understand the rules or they don't think it's fair, then don't take the money. Don't take the money. If coaches don't think their contract's fair, guess what? They don't sign it. They don't take the money. Sometimes the money's so good, they got to take it. You know, just like college kids. Sometimes the offer is so good, you got to take it. Yeah. And now they do have other avenues like Overtime Elite, the G League, Ignite Team, stuff like that. If you're that, if you think you're that good, if you're th- if you're that good, they'll come ask you. Um, invite only party. <laughs> yeah, but don't but then don't take the money. Well, yeah, all this is invite only. Don't <laughs> don't take the money. Never understood that part of it. But I don't know a college coach that likes it. I don't. I mean, it's become necessary evil. Um, I do like that there are some date restrictions on it. May first being the date. You know, you got to make a decision before then. So you at least give college coaches a chance to at least not be blindsided, especially as the summer. I, I think it should actually be April 1st or a week after the the final four, a week after the, so the, the, the weekend, the Sunday after the, the, the finals, it should, that's when you should decide. Um, that's, a little close, that's a little close for me. No, that's just to get the, no, that's just to get the free year to get to without sitting. Yeah. You still transfer. They can still transfer after May first. They just can't transfer and play right away. To me, it's the it's the the playing right away is the, is the issue. Is the, the the notion that college coaches can come and go as they please has always been a lie. Has always been uh, misinformation believed by either gullible people or people who just didn't care about facts and think everything's everything that happens has a victim. And you know the bottom line is is these kids especially the last decade have been getting paid. Um, maybe not in, certainly not NIL money. And I have no problem with the NIL, the way it's being implemented in most cases. Um, that's turned out better than what I thought. Um, but the, the, the transfer stuff is just silly to me, especially, especially now that these guys are getting paid, <laughs> especially now okay. that we're getting definitely getting paid. It's ridiculous. Because you'll have kids transfer out because they, they might be able to get a better deal 
financially somewhere else. Uh, and that's, well, they, I think that's they're in basketball it. for the wrong reasons at that point. Right. And then, so what we need to do is have them sign contracts. Yeah. Takes care of that. Again, these guys want to be treated like professionals. Um, I know we've gone down this tangent and this will probably be where we end this part of it before getting to the actual content of the podcast. But if these guys want to be treated like professionals and all these hangers on and, and all these guys that are benefiting profit, probably benefiting from these dudes getting NIL money um, beyond just their kids and the family. If these, they really want to be treated like professionals, start having them sign contracts. Be careful. They'll get, you know, be careful. You get what you ask for and, you know, contracts are binding. And, you know, if you want to transfer, you should have to buy your way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, anything else before we move on? Uh, any, I of think other, any of these other recruiting stuff? I mean, we a huge tangent off of yeah. Jermaine's commitment to Purdue. Fort Wayne. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, Jermaine. Uh, we just want to point yeah. that out. But uh, I, I do – one quick thing. I do like the Ball State offer to uh, Micah Davis. I think if I think if yeah. they could land him, that'd be a pretty good get. Well, I like that it's an offer from, you know, from Lewis, and not yes. not something that was necessarily. You know, they they wanted him on campus. I assume he went on campus. They wanted him on campus. You know, they liked him, and then they make the offer. I don't mind it when schools have policies. You know, when programs have policies, coaching staffs have policies on what it takes to get uh to get that offer you know it's about relationship forming and i i think mike has they, they lost indiana state yesterday but i you know i think that they have a chance to really you know he's got a chance to really make some nice things happen at ball state i loved his interview the other day on the indianapolis uh, on the espn radio station out of indy talked about really getting the fans excited um so that yeah, he, was um he's great yeah, it's important, and he's right. Winning, winning brings fans, and then fans create the atmosphere. But if you can, if you can make them feel part of it, you know, give them a reason to come be, before the winning starts. That'll help get kids in because that'll create an excitement that these guys, um, through no fault of any, mid-major crowds are a tough sell these days. There's just too much stuff going on in the college for guys just to up and and roll into a to a a basketball game. They're not nuts like me and you. <laughs> I'd never been to an IU football game. To this day, I've never been to an IU football game. I went to IU for – I was on campus for a year. Don't the, don't ever stress out about ever going to one. <laughs> right. The, the, I ended up at IUPUI, but I never missed – I never missed a, a Big Ten home game for IU. Still was able to – still was able to figure out a way to get my tickets. <laughs> Uh, even though I was not officially a student at IU Bloomington. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do in that situation. You do I, gotta I do, do the same do. thing. And, you know, <laughs> gas was gas was a buck, a buck and a dime back then. So I didn't care about driving to Bloomington. All right, man. Anything before we move on? No, I'm all good on my end. All right. Right now we're joined with Zach Tyler, who's back. Now that the season is getting near, Zach is going to be – part of a regular rotation we got some new voices this year so zach won't have to do it every week if he doesn't want to i know there's some weeks we wrangle it out say something right. zach let people right. know you exist 
Uh, I'm, I'm here. We need proof of life. <laughs> we should have a newspaper by Zach. That way he knows it's today. No kidding. Kyler Staley back as always, or as usual, per lately. Gonna be a yep. gonna be a regular during the season and, and new to the podcast and new to the website. I promise once we get into the season, there'll be some writing on the website. Going through a lot of home renovations. The the, the motivation to write has been pretty non existent. So um uh, we'll we'll get back to writing once the season gets here. But joining us now is Dominique Neely, who's going to be a regular, who's going to be part of the uh, website. He's going to be writing content all year, producing content with Zach and me. And and if we could ever find a Southern Indiana guy, that'd be super. Um, Dominique, how are you doing? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll get into the particulars at some point, like where you're from and all that stuff. I know you're the one that's up against it right now, right? What time? What, how much time we got? Uh, we got about... A good 50 minutes. All right, we're good. We can bang this out. We, um, we've we already talked about the recruiting update, so we're through that. We're, we're getting into top 10 prospects, regardless of class. These are committed or uncommitted kids. So this could be anybody. Um, we will save the um, who's not on our list till later. That makes well, and we might. I'm sure we might touch on them as we go because we're going to have some overlap. We're going to have some guys that that are on all of our lists. Well, I'm sure we will, right? <laughs> I think the question is going to be is is where are these guys on our lists? Um, and is there some discussion about too too high up, too too low? I mean, everybody, you guys chime in, interrupt. This doesn't have to be a turn taking situation. Fact, they don't want it to be. Um, now that we've got, now that we're going to have three, sometimes four voices, maybe as many as five, if Nick wakes up and gets in here. <laughs> Central time's a killer. It is seven thirty a.m. as we're recording Evansville time, so Nick may still be dragging himself up. But anyway, we'll let Dominique go first. Dominique, who's the who's your tenth guy? Yeah, um, my tenth guy is Joey Hart. Uh, Linton, Linton Stockton. I I thought, you know, six through 10 was my one through five. I like six through 10, man. I got a lot of juggling I, around. It could change by the hour. It seems like, but right I now I got I, Joey. I agree with that. I agree with the, the, the one through my one through seven was easy ish, easy ish. There's some tough decisions there. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> I've got them broken down in three tiers. Joey's in my third tier. I got to imagine Kyler had Joey in his top 10. I do. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit higher than 10th, but uh, not too yeah. much. I've got him 10th on mine. Zach, where, do you have him? And real quick, and real quick, just a reminder, Zach, obviously far north, <clears throat> northern Indiana. Dominique's Fort Wayne area. Dominique is going to be covering, helping us with the northeast part of the state, even on down to like places like Muncie and places in between. Uh, Zach is, if everybody remembers, is in the South Bend, Mishawaka area. Sometimes he doesn't get too far south of uh, US 24. Yeah, Kokomo area. Kokomo's yeah. good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's an easy trek down 31. Oh, for yeah, you. straight down for about an hour and a half. And that, and that, and that's the one thing, too, Dominique. I know you're new to all that. If <clears throat> any, any northern Indiana biases you have, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, I've been prone to talk about Carmel every now and then. Um, 
but I mean, it, there's nothing wrong going forward. Even now, if you've got like, if you'd like somebody just because you see him a lot more than what others may see him. So, but anyway, Kyle, Zach, did you have Joey on your list or? Uh, I did not. He was, uh, not. Uh, he's like on my <clears throat> question mark list. Dominic, tell us what you like about Joey Hart. Yeah, I just like his why he's on my list right now ahead of some of these other guys is ability to make shots right from the outside and and off the dribble and seen some little bit of athleticism this summer with Grand Park as well, uh, finishing above the rim and things like that. So basically, yeah, why he's above some of these other guys at the bottom is just his you know ability to make shots. Yeah, he's. I, I'll get into a little bit more about him when we get a little higher up the list. I had him tenth as well um and uh, i'll talk a little bit more about him when we get a little higher up the list because there's somebody i'm probably going to compare him to and i think it'd be better served once we get to that point kyler who where did you have joey on your list i had him at i believe the seventh spot seven no okay uh eight eight that's where i had him at who was your tenth i had jack benner okay so you had him you had him ahead of jack Yes. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when I get when I get to Jack. Zach, who was tenth? On uh, your list? Let's see. I had Miles Colvin as tenth on mine. You had Colvin Just, as tenth. Yeah. Uh, it's like some of these guys, like we talked about a second ago, are a little further south of me, so I don't get to see them as much unless I'm in a tournament or something. So it's tough for me to 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 rank guys, and I'm not going to do it just by watching a game film or something like that. Right. I like to see him live, live at least once or twice. And you don't see a lot of them at girls soccer events, right? No, no, not, (laughs) not 11 U girls soccer doesn't have a lot of these guys showing up. What about indoor soccer events? Do we show up at any indoor soccer events? No, no, no. What if we got your girls soccer events scheduled at Finch Creek? That could be helpful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or 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 hell even well grand park would be better but you'd have to change buildings yes that's true and as we know sometimes scouts don't like to change buildings even yeah. if it is across parking lot <laughs> that's uh it's not a slight slight at anybody or all of them one or the other i can't tell there's times down at louisville they've got like 26 courts in one place there's times where guys will not go down like go from one court to the next during their dead time because they don't want to walk. It's all that a lot this summer. And then there's dudes that like are back and forth. It's, it's, it's funny watching and some of these guys have known for a while. So it's funny watching some of their habits and, and, and all that. But, um, all right. So three of us got, got heart in our top 10. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree, Dominique. We, I didn't have any problem as I was putting my list down. Joey was one of the first ones on there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with his dad. I mean, it's, I've always liked Joey. Um, <laughs> there's been some, uh, there's been some talk on the prep hoop side as to where Joey was ranked there in the early going. And I, I think as, as he got seen more and as maybe some new faces <laughs> got in there and that's not a, that's, I'm not sure why, I mean, talk about Eric Gardner. I don't know why Eric had him lower than what, really what, a lot lower than what a lot of us had him at. Um, I was always curious myself when I first started. With and that's, look, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's sometimes, and it, hell, sometimes it could be timing. 
know, sometimes it could very well be timing and, and, or where you see him, if you see him in a school game and wonder if it translates, but I can tell you, Dominique, you should see, you should have seen him two falls ago in the fall league where it's not like anybody's out there running anything and he's just out there taking over games. And, you know, there's times, well, I'll save this next comment for when we get to Benner on my list, which is to say I have Benner on my list. Zach, who, who'd you have number nine? Yeah, I was going to say Benner myself. <clears throat> At nine? Yeah. I haven't, like I said, still, though, haven't really seen these guys, but enough to enough to have them on a list for me. And he's, I like as a, as a junior, I think he's pretty tough. Going to be senior. Yeah, what do I have? Okay, I'm. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm mumbling. I'm organizing my screen as I'm as I'm talking to you guys. Um, nine, Dominique. Who'd you have? I had another coach's son. We just talked about Jack Benter. So you nine. guys have both have Benter at nine. Yep. And you already had Benter. Kyler, you already had Benner at, at 10, right? Yeah, I had Benner at 10. And who was your ninth guy? So, interesting. Zach and I kind of switch here. I got Colvin at nine. You got Colvin? Miles so, Colvin, yep. So, you've got Colvin. Okay. I've got JQ Roberts. Okay. I've got JQ Roberts at nine. I might be the outlier on there. Anybody else have JQ on their list? I do. Okay. Well, there you go. He's on my out outlier list it's on your outlier your, your next group list yeah. same same here he's one that i really keep flipping in and out yeah with me it's the development of a shot and how that continues to improve every time i see him i don't see him as frequently as i do some of the guys obviously closer to central indiana uh but i do see him enough and it seems like whenever i do there's a jump in his in the improvement of his shot mechanics the quickness of his release uh, I think what's um, what's left for him, at least at the high school level, is making decisions off the dribble. I think he can drive closeouts now. He definitely can. If you don't close out to him, he definitely <laughs> can. Um, or if you're like halfway closing out, he definitely can drive and get to the basket. Everything there has been a straight line drive. Now it's about getting into the teeth of the defense either making a decision or changing speeds, changing directions, one of those things. And then the next question will be is what, what translates to college and what doesn't. I don't know that he'll go to Vanderbilt and play right away. Um, defensively, he probably could. He um, should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be – the way the game is now, he could guard two positions at a high major level and isn't probably going to kill him if he gets caught on a switch on smaller guys on, on like twos point guards. I want to see his feet more, but that's nitpicky stuff. And, and, you know, he's going to have time and he's going to have time to, to work on that. And a lot of it is who does he guard at the college level and, and how involved, what happens when he's in ball screen coverage? Cause that's where vast majority of these exchanges, these handoffs and ball screens and, that's where majority of these switches take place these days. There's not a lot of teams that switch screens. Some do. Uh, but but the ball screen stuff is where it's really important. 
Um, so who who was your ninth, Dominique? Your ninth was Hart. Benter. No, Benter. Jack Benter. Benter. Yep. So everybody's and then yours was Colvin. Kyler, right? Yeah, I had Miles. So my to me I had I had Benter eighth. I had Benter eighth. So did I have him the highest of the four of us? Yeah. Yes. Not I mean not by a long shot, but I had Benter eighth. I had him above Hart because I think there's been times where Joey has um, drifted a little bit. There's been times where I think he he has needed to be more aggressive and hasn't been. Um, there have been times where, and I've seen him take over games. And this, again, this is, we're talking about, you know, we're nitpicking between two spots on a list of 10, you know, that probably has five or six. We probably all have five or six other guys behind them who could be, you know, pretty squarely on this list as well. Um, the, the, the thing that I've liked about Benner, and I watched a lot of this when he, when he played against Carmel, in the second half, he did struggle against just the extra length that he probably doesn't face on a on a day to day basis at Brownstown. But when he was able to, when he early in the game, the first half especially, and again it was June, so it wasn't really a school game, but it was school teams. Um, he was impressive at the point of attack. He was impressive at getting into the teeth of Carmel's defense. He was being guarded by guys that I regard as very good defenders, and he was getting the better of them. And the change came in how Carmel helped in the second half and how he com- contended with that length. But those are situations he's not going to have to worry about at the college level. He's not going to be a guy that's expected to <clears throat> score through two or three players for them to win games. He's going to be a guy at, at Purdue that comes off screens. He's going to be a guy at Purdue that obviously will have to – I mean, let's face it, if he has the same career as Sa- Sasha Stefanovic, it's going to be considered a success. But Sasha wasn't always necessarily a playmaker. I think there was a little bit of that his senior year, but it wasn't like he was getting to the basket. It wasn't like he was breaking anybody down. And those were things that that, that Jack was able to do against Carmel. Now, what can he do that at, at the Big Ten level? You know, now we're, we're even making comparisons to, to Ryan Klein, who at Carmel was a primary ball handler his fi- final two years and was never that at Purdue. Uh, so, so I think Jack probably falls a little bit higher than both those guys from a Purdue level. Um, I've liked his – he's got a little bit more bulldog in him, a little bit more dog in him than Joey does, and that's not to say Joey doesn't have dog in him because obviously this is top ten kids in the state regardless of class. So, I mean, Joey's right there in my mind. It's It's splitting the difference between those two for me. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to wait till I got to Benner on my list because I wanted to save a little a little last part about Joey to to make the comparison. But who uh, who who's number Dominic? Who's your number eight? I got a guy who, if this was a who I'd take right now on my team, would be top five. But if we're talking about prospects, I got Marcus Burton from Penn. Yeah, uh, obviously wasn't. You know, not super tall, lengthy, all those different things. But, man, he, he can score at all three levels really well. And the big thing was is, 
you know, he started off with Indy Heat Red and my little circle, I was kind of questioning like, man, I think he should be on a higher level team. And then he got, you know, switched over to EYBL with Mac Urban Fire. And so I really wanted to watch <clears throat> some of those games and see, is he still getting to his spots? Is he still finishing like he normally does? And he did, right, at the rim, on length. So I really like his game. He reminds me of a Nick Moore, but more a little bit bigger and more explosive. I grew up playing with Nick when I was younger. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I like I got Marcus Burton, number eight. I won't be too far behind you, Dominique. I can tell you that right now. Zach, would, who'd you have it going eight? Uh, KJ Wyndham. Oh, wait. Is this eight? Yeah, this is yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah, Ben Davis. I had KJ at eight. Burton's a little higher on my list, personally. Uh, I'm probably going to yeah, have I a can... name on my list that none of you guys have. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Because we're running out of room as I hear you guys talk. But go ahead with KJ. Yeah, I got CKJ once or twice last season, luckily. Uh, I just like his athletic ability. Size is good. Can shoot it decent. Uh, but handles the ball well for Ben Davis. I like him. So he was an eight for me. I could see him among that group of seniors. I could see him definitely being a guy this year, finally, where they, they try to feature him offensively. I mean, I'm talking about running stuff for him. I think other – they're going to be it's, – it's going to look a lot like what Lawrence North – it could look a lot like what Lawrence North did when C.J. Gunn was a junior, where it was basically their ball screen action between uh, Shamar Avance and, and D.J. Hughes. Meanwhile, they're bringing Gunn off a series of screens. I think you're going to see that this year where Wyndham gets majority of the off-ball screens while Sheridan Sharp and, and Zane Dowdy are getting getting the layman's work of their ball screen stuff, but – but yeah, I like I liked Wyndham. Um, uh, Kyler, who was your eighth? It was Joey Hart. That's right. Yeah. And I I didn't have Marcus Burton on my list. I just want to point that out right away. Did not. Um. So you like Hart? So again, we're splitting hairs. So what about Hart versus Benner to you? Tell me the difference. That you're a Bedford guy. You hate kids from Linton. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean, I think I would just take Joey Hart's athletic ability. Uh, I think that's just the one thing that kind of stands out to me if I was picking between the two. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Jack Dinner's game and everything. The thing is with Jack, the reason, one of the reasons why I have him at number 10 is I, I just haven't seen him a whole lot as yeah. I've seen Joey Hart. So that's a big reason. I think experience kind of plays a factor on my list a little bit. Um, when I was kind of looking at it, obviously experience and talent were probably the two big things that I was looking at. Um, when doing this, but I just think at this point in time, I'm taking Joey Hart. I just I feel a little bit more comfortable with him scoring, um, more than I do Jack at this point. But it, it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, kind of back and forth situation with them. The athleticism, I would agree with you on. Although Jack's improving there, yeah. I the interesting thing with Jack to me too is he's still got some growing to do if he's going to catch up to his dad. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. But you look at him, and, and even though he's, he's – you look at him, he's a solid kid. His body's going to change probably a lot – probably – well, it's going to change in different ways than what, what Joey's would. or he, He's going to get the benefit of, of really having a college-developed body and how that's going to improve his athleticism. And it's not to say Joey won't get more athletic when he's down at Central Florida, but but at the same time, 
Um, I think he's going to squeeze out another inch or two, or at least have the opportunity to. And that, and that to me changes a little the dynamic a little bit. But see, Dominique's eighth was Burton. Dominique, who'd you have at seven? On the prospect list, I have uh, is it Cannon or Cannon Catchings? Cannon, yeah, Cannon, Cannon Catchings from from Brownsburg. Uh, just really, you know, super long. Uh, can really shoot it. I'd like to see him get, you know, better handle, obviously stronger and things like that. But I just think as a prospect, uh, yeah, I got him number seven. He, I mean, he looks like he's really young too in the face. So I feel like he's got some maturing to do and Jeez. growth and strength and all that. So you should see him when you're standing right next to him. He really looks young. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen to his voice though. It's the deepest voice I've ever heard. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't add up. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we don't interview him. He was, we saw him a lot at the fall league, Kyler and I did, and and there were times we were just like, oh yeah, wow, just we get it, you know. And there's there's times, and a lot of it is disposition. He's gonna have, and you know, he's gonna have to really. Um, I mean, I've got Cannon on my list, so I'm not spoiling <laughs> anything here, but he's gonna have to. Um, he have to get stronger, and. And realize that he's he's going to be able to bulldog bulldoze some people to score, and I think that's a quality that he's going to be able to to use in, in college too. I I see him being a redshirt potential, much like they did with um, with with Trey Kaufman, uh, and I, and I see that being a huge huge benefit for his career, not just at Purdue but beyond that. Um, Zach, who was your seventh? We are we at seven now? Yes. So catching yeah, number was seven. Dom, Dominique was catching seventh. Okay. Seven. I had Stevie Reynolds, uh, twenty twenty six from South Bend, Washington, right here in my backyard. There you go. Uh, uh really high level talent. He's going to do a lot of good things this year for for Coach Varga, Washington. Uh, bigger guard can play both shooting guard or point guard can handle the ball well, pass as well. Uh, he's going to be really good this year as yeah. a freshman for Washington. Kyler, any thoughts on Reynolds? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of him, but uh, that was a name that I definitely wasn't expecting to hear in the top ten, though. So I was a little interested in that. Really? Yeah. I didn't have him. I didn't even think about putting him in my top ten. Who is your who is your seventh? I had Sam Orm. Uh, oh, look at you! Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a big Sam Orm guy. I love his game. Uh, I'm a big fan of lanky wings that can shoot it um, as well as he can. And he's done, you know, over the years, I thought he's done a lot better at attacking the basket, um, especially last year when I watched him a few times at Carmel. Um, but no, just overall, his size and his game, I think I think they pair up really well. Probably needs to continue to add muscle. Um, but he, I think he's already done a lot of that. So um, he's just trending upwards, and I think he's going to have an awesome career at Belmont. I think they got a real big steal out of him. They do a good job of developing guys there. Obviously, Dylan Windler came out of Perry Meridian and went there. They ended up <laughs> being a first-round draft pick. So I, I would say Belmont's got some stuff figured out there as far as identifying players who might be under the radar and turning them into something and, and beyond college. I guess with with Orm, I want to see. I want to see more alpha, 
male type stuff on the court, on the court, not off the court. <laughs> I want to see him be, um, you know, Carmel's going to be an interesting deal. There's no doubt Carmel's going to be good this year. The question of how good they're going to be is how, how much those seniors carry him. And, and none of those guys have, have been in position like last year. I'll just give you an example. Last year, Carmel struggled offensively out of the gate and Orm was extremely inconsistent and he wasn't the only one that was extremely inconsistent, but it was notable because, you know, he was the schools that were looking at him at the time. And, and it, it was, um, Pete was the only guy that played with any consistent motor. And I think Orm has, has yet to show that the, the consistency of it. There's times where he's been really good. And then there's times where he's been welcome to take a backseat. Um, you know, they played the early part of June last year with Garway Dual, but then of course Garway got a little nicked up and injured, didn't didn't play the rest of June, and then of course transferred out. And obviously they're developing an identity now as practice has started. I haven't been over there yet to, to get a chance to see him play. I did not have him on my top ten list. Um, I worry about foot speed, who's he gonna guard, what position can he guard at, at higher levels. And I'm extending this list beyond college. I, that's that's where my list goes, uh, at least mentally. That's not to say all these guys are guaranteed to be oh, – I mean, I'm sure they're all going to be pros at some level with so many opportunities. The guys we don't list will be pros at some level if they if they want to be. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't have Orm on my top ten list, so that's – That's um, that's shocking. Right? You would expect me to have <laughs> – I, I definitely don't – I don't think he's a better prospect than Benner or Hart. I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with that. He's 6'8". He's lanky. He can't shoot. Um he definitely makes good decisions. I, I view him kind of as a playmaker um, more than necessarily who could get at the rim um, at at least at the college level. But um, he could also go to Belmont and be a versatile forward at that level. You know, he's, but I see him, I end up seeing him playing the four at Belmont as a very skilled four. Um, my seventh is Marcus Burton. For a lot of the reasons that have already been stated, I mean, he's a leader on the court. Um, he's he's vastly improved his defense over his time at Penn. Uh, his freshman year, I would say it was a passing interest. <laughs> um, and then as he got older and more mature, you put a lot more value into it. And there's going to be some questions at the high major level. You know, because of his size and what you know, how he gets through screens and you know stuff like that. Those are things that get nitpicked and scouted to death. And there'll be some games probably in his future where he's scouted into some pretty rough evenings defensively, uh, because teams will just try to put him through a ringer. I'm sure Braden Smith will go through the same stuff at Purdue. Uh, but at the end of it all, I've really enjoyed watching him, his overall leadership on the court, and and I. Wouldn't be surprised to see Penn reach state finals this year. I mean, we had to go back and look, but it's been since maybe McCutcheon. Uh, what was that? 2016. I haven't looked. I haven't looked this up. I should have. Um, it may have been since 2016 that somebody. Uh, that could be wrong. Maybe they got to the state finals. No, there was a Fort Wayne North trip in there, wasn't there, when Ben Davis beat them in the state finals. Um. Yeah, I Let's think that was 2017 or something like that for Northside. Yeah. Somebody that far north getting to the state finals out of the north. 
Um, you know, it's it's maybe no, you know what Chesterton, Chesterton year. last year. Yeah, jeez, yeah. jeez, just yeah, two <laughs> years ago. God, how could I forget that game? <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot going on in front of us and behind us that game. A lot of lot, lot going on behind us. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, a lot going on behind us. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, well. I was gonna, I was gonna say, Jim, I, I like Penn's uh, scheduling here. It's scheduling Ben Davis at the Hall of Fame tournament and Zionsville as well. Something I think Chesterton wasn't able to get on their schedule last year to kind of get them prepared for that state finals game. So I like, I like that Penn has those type of teams on there this year. You know, and Chesterton's excuse to that, and because I, I, I talked with Urban a little bit about the scheduling part. It was like a brief discussion. It, it, it's hard because they come down, they play at the Noblesville event, yeah, which is three games. Yep. You know, and they lock into that. And there isn't, you know, we didn't get into the why. It's just like, did you, you know, did you try to schedule other games? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, we're down here for, you know, for basically two days playing three games. And it was tough to flip over the rest of that schedule. You know, there was a time too, it, it, the DAC with the Doonlin would play each other twice and have very little opportunities to play outside of their conference. And they got rid of that about a decade ago, maybe even a little longer, but yeah, there were times when those guys would go through each and play each other home and home every year. Kind of neat, except for those times when it was really down and it, 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 it Doolin has very rarely been really down, but, but it's easier for you. What Dominique said, it's a great point of, Pens really challenged themselves schedule wise this year, but but Chesterton did that were locked into that Noblesville event and and really didn't feel like getting out of it. So um Penn's gonna be interesting. We'll we'll be talking about them. I'm sure we do the 4A preview. They've got some nice pieces, they got a lot of length. You're gonna have fun watching them. Who's gonna watch them? Zach or or Dominique? Who's in I'm charge more- of Penn? I'm watching them on the 26th here in November at Carroll, about five minutes down the road. There we go. All right. I'll be at Ohio State, Michigan that day, so. <laughs> no bummer. Yeah. Wait. That, that's a 26? I thought that was a – oh, that's a Saturday? It's a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. College football sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that will not be one of my hot takes, although that is a hot take. That is a very hot take. I got a lot Jeez. done yesterday. I got a lot done in the house yesterday. College football, it's on. It's background noise in my place. Penn's out right, a I'm couple gonna... tra- transfers, and they, they've got some good things going on, I tell you right now. Penn's got a couple transfers? It, their JV could probably beat a lot of varsities this year. Because guys aren't know. eligible to play varsity because of transferring? Who, who <laughs> no. transferred in? No, because they're that good. Oh, who transferred in? Well, this is not the six A. This is not the or the five A preview, so we can't talk about that. All right. Well, I need those notes because <laughs> need to know how high up I need to have pin. I didn't know they had transfers. I'm not saying they're game changers. I'm just saying they've they've added some depth. Nice. Oh, a really good JV. Awesome. All right. I'm going. I'm going next on my list. My sixth guy. One, two, three, four, five. Sixth guy is Stephen Reynolds from South Bend, Washington. Yeah. So I got him even higher than Zach. Dang. <laughs> like it. Kid is the kid is super smooth. Uh-huh. I think he played I think I think he is mentally mature as a freshman as I've seen. Uh I, I think it helps that his father's a coach. He's 
he may not be the most talented player in his family. Doesn't he have some sisters who are really good? Sisters really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's that family's producing some good basketball talent. And you know, and I'll, the the reality is he's six four. He's he's super skilled. He's smooth. I, I think he I like that he valued the defensive end of the floor at that top at the prep hoops freshman camp, Kyler. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, it wasn't something that he blew off. I like that he was looking for people. And I like that there were times, too, when there's obviously no offensive game plan where he could, you know, quickly, you know, isolate and, and beat his guy and get bas- get a basket. Uh, really impressed with him. He understands, I think, how to, how to play at a pace that he wants to play at. Now, how that transfers, you know, South Bend, Washington this year, you know, remains to be seen. They, they've got, they should have a pretty good group. I, I know Zach mentioned Coach Varga. Varga's been looking forward to this year for a while. He's been pumping these these current seniors for a while, and and you know, Northern being the main one. Yeah, Marcus Northern, but Grand then adding yeah. adding Reynolds to this mix, um, you know. I, the chemistry will be the issue. Sometimes seniors don't like younger guys upstaging him. And I think there's enough basket, you know, there's definitely Reynolds and Northern will, will get together that, you know, they're going to have to figure it out. Reynolds is damn good. And he's going to be, if they want to get beyond where they've been getting lately, they're going to have to rely on him to a certain degree. Dominique, did you have Reynolds on your list? I didn't. That's when I was, Thinking about, I have I just haven't seen him enough. I've seen him. I know yeah. he's really skilled. I've seen him on on film, but not not in person. So I mean, I've only long. seen him once. So I'm at, yeah. at the freshman camp, gotcha. and I heard a little bit about him, and he lived up to everything that I heard. So I I went with it. Um, yeah. Um, Dominique, who's next on your list? Who's sixth on your list? Number six, I had Logan Imes, uh, from from Zionsville. Tell us why. Um, Let's go. Tell us why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Position, you know, was six three, six four, big point guard, but just his ability to score at all three levels and just, you know, doesn't seems like he doesn't make mistakes, leads the team. Um yeah, I just I don't know. I, I like Imes. Uh you know, obviously he's, he's committed to Penn State as well. But yeah, I like Imes at six. Am I the only one that didn't have Imes on your list? Sounds like I, it. I I had Imes. You have Imes. All right. Who's sixth for you, Zach? I have Imes also. I'm sixth at mine. I, okay. Just like what Dominique mentioned, his length. I like his size. I, I love big point guards, even though I have Marcus Burton higher on my list than Imes. A um, little biased, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I like Logan. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe not Zionsville thing, but I don't feel like he didn't take over games like maybe Marcus did this year. Um, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, Complete- Imes was six on my list. Yeah, completely different systems and yeah, right. That's why I'm saying, I, I, I right. would say Imes as a freshman completely changed the tenor of the game when he entered it in the sectional, in the sectional game against Hamilton against Fishers. Um, he has struggled the last two years in sectionals, and I think one year he was nursing an ankle. Again, I love Imes. I've, I've got him. I don't have him in my top ten, so. I've got him in that next group, but I don't have him in my top ten. And, um, and there's a couple of – he would be higher than a couple of names that have been mentioned 
um, for reasons that we can that we can touch on. But um, I'll I'll get to that if it if if it comes up. So who who do you have sixth? Kyle, this is uh, this is pretty funny. I also have Logan Hines at number six. Okay, nice. so um, <laughs> I just don't think there's a smarter player on my list than him. I, I mean, his his decision making. That. His decision making, uh, you know, on the ball, his handles are just at an elite level. I just think the main thing with him is just staying healthy. I mean, you kind of touched on his ankle, you know, situation the past couple of years and stuff. You just got to stay healthy. You know, if he stays healthy, I, I feel like Zion's going to go really far this year. Um, but yeah, big fan of his game and just overall, his IQ on the floor is just uh, yeah. stands out for me. You can't argue with any of that. Can't argue with any of that. I mean, it's just there's only 10 names, though. So when you when you list, I always say whenever you list every five players you list, there's probably two more players that belong and legitimately belong. And I mean, I've got him in that that next group below, and and we'll we'll get to that here later. Um, Kyler, who'd you have five? So this might cause some debate. I have JQ Roberts at number five. No, that's all right. So, you got him. Um, you got him higher than me. I, I had no Dominique and Zach did. Dominique, you didn't have him on your list, did you? Nope. He was right on the right on the cusp. And Zach, yep. same. He was with down there with heart and catchings for me. Look, there's some positional issues there with him. Um, you know, and and I I put him on there because, I mean, I think I see what he can become. Um, but if he doesn't. And he ends up being a tweener at the college level, especially at the high major level. But there's nothing wrong with it. So why do you have him as high as you do, Kyler? I mean, I've seen him a lot over the years. I know I, I watched his very first game as a freshman against Bedford when he's playing my brother. Um, just that every game since then, I feel like there's been some slight improvement to his game. Um, so I respect that a lot, especially his outside shooting. Um, athletic ability-wise, I mean, you just can't teach that elite athleticism that he has. Um you know, over the summer I watched him within the alley. He was just making explosive play after explosive play. Um, you know, and I, I think him going to Vanderbilt and the SEC, that's a very athletic league. And I think he'll be able to use his athletic ability very well there. I'm kind of debating, is he a three? Is he a four? I think that just depends if he's going to be able to, you know, knock down his outside jumper at a consistent rate. But, I mean, I'm just a big fan of his improvements over the years. And uh, I think he deserves to be in the top five at this point. Yeah, I I think he starts out at the four spot for them, skill wise, defensively, and I could see his as his skill gets developed, and and I don't know who else they have around him, but there could be be lineups where he plays with another guy just like him, you know, and they they're interchangeable on, on both on both ends of the floor. I don't know much about what Stackhouse is running there. I've not watched him play, but Kyler, who'd you have fifth? That was JQ. Oh, that was JQ. Yeah, who Dominic? Who'd you have fifth? I had Miles Colvin. Uh, yeah, Colvin at, fifth. Okay. Yeah, at fifth, at five. Um, yeah, just a physically, you know, super athletic. Scores all three levels. Really mature. I think. I think for his age, but um, physically? I just want to see him. Yeah, physically. Okay. Um, I just want to see. Um, uh, you know, they moved up to three A this year. They didn't really have a ton of success in two A. So I just want to see him you know, win more at Heritage Christian. And like I said, they're moving up to 3A, but I think 2A is a little bit better than 3A earmark, this year. So. Earmark that last sentence you just said. Earmark it for a later discussion. Got it. But no, Zach, yeah, I got, I got Colvin no. there. Zach, who'd you have a five? I had Marcus at number five. 
Burton. Burton, yep. Yep. I just think he's improved so much every year of high school, taking over that leader for them, leader role. Um, just gets things done nightly, outside, inside, taking to the rim. Like we talked about, it'll be interesting to see what he does in the ACC against some bigger guards, but we're not tough. worried about that now, are we? Dude is tough. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had Cannon Catchings fifth. Uh, to me, I, we, Zach or Kyler and I got a front row viewing of him quite often. I mean, I've seen him play a lot at Brownsburg, but but I mean, I've gotten a front row viewing of him at, at the fall league, and and you know he's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder, man, and he likes to make big plays on both ends of the floor. He he will guard people. I think he's going to be he's going to have a chance to be a tremendous defender in the Big Ten level. Um, I, he plays at Brownsburg. Will we'll, Coach Lynch doesn't suffer fools on the defensive end of the floor. And to play, you've got to be able to. You don't got to be great, but you got to. You, you can't be bad. And he's he's been able to play because he's he's got a good good understanding of how to move on the defensive end of the floor. He's athletic enough to make plays. I still don't know how in the hell he goes one for ten, and Elijah uh, Diallo goes zero for eight, and somehow they still managed to beat Carmel. Uh, but as Lynchy said, Carmel wasn't hitting shots either, and we were guarding the heck out of them, and and they were. It was, um, you know, but it just shows that a kid like Catchings can have a game like that offensively and still be impactful. And I guess he was really good defensively, and and neither team was great offensively. But that was, um, you know, I, he's just so on untapped potential physically. Uh, you could see it from the waist down. He's got nice, strong legs from the waist up. He's definitely going to have to hit the weight room. And I, I think his game will blossom as he just gets stronger and is, is able to take contact. There were a couple times, Kyler, right, where he would try to dunk on people and just couldn't finish because he wasn't wasn't strong enough yet. Right. I mean, the, the you know, the athletic ability was there. It was just yeah. it all came down to strength. And just the strength to take contact and be able to not affect you. He, he definitely doesn't avoid contact. There's no question about that. And there's um, – it, it still impacts him. Um, but he's unafraid, man. And his jump shot, I think, is is right there. And I, it looks great coming off his hand, and the rest of it's just, just going to be getting in reps. Dominique, who'd you have fourth? I'm I'm curious to see where this is the the number where I'm curious to see where things. <laughs> we we may all have the top three. We may not. Who'd you have fourth, Dominique? Uh, Trent Sisley. At okay. Heritage. Zach's Hill. nodding his head. Zach, you yep. had Trent yep. fourth. Yep. Same Kyler, thing. who'd you I have? Also, fourth? I also had Trent at four. Okay. So I'm the Booker hater. Is that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I got, I got Booker fourth. So that's not, it's not. People say I don't like him. It's like I, I like him. Do, you know. do you though? Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. I just, I just didn't see him. I mean, look, the, each class is different in terms of state, but also nationally. I mean, to think that he was rated higher in the class of twenty twenty three than. Romeo Langford was rated in the class of 2018, which is a non-starter for me. It's like there's that that told me the class of 2023 wasn't nearly as strong as the class of 2018, because that's what people were saying on you know at least on the IU boards that well look at Booker he's rated higher than Romeo Langford. I'm like well no they're not even effing comparable. 
No. You can't compare those two? No. And and that's not Booker's fault. There's been a lot of times where I've said things about Xavier where it's not Xavier's fault what people are saying about him. It's not it's not Xavier's fault what I mean it's not like and it's not like uh, it's not like Delaney's out there putting I mean Delaney certainly congratulates him at every turn and certainly will value him, you know, his senior year and, and has done a great job of developing developing him. But some of the things that have been said about this kid, I'm just like, eh, you know, let's can we wait and see his body type and and where it goes from there. I mean his length and his his skill are, are intriguing. Um but anyway, enough of that but go Sisley. Go talk Sisley. Want me to take it? Yeah, take go it. Dominique. Take it. You're the one Grant Sisley. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, great size on the wing and, you know, just being able to score it uh, from the perimeter at his size and his skill. Um, I've seen him play here in Fort Wayne a little bit in the running slam. And uh, yeah, everything I've I seen him on film before that. But yeah, everything, everything was true. Right. He can score it at all three levels. and He's athletic finishing at the rim and and uh, really, really like his game. Anybody differ from that? I got one more thing to say about Booker. But anybody no, I mean, differ? I mean, that's that's pretty spot on with Trent. I mean, he does handle the ball like a guard, I feel like, especially when he's starting fast breaks at times. So, um, always been intrigued by that. But now just overall a real solid player all around. And my thing with Booker, too, is there's a lot of things that he does in the summer, especially, that will not translate college. <clears throat> And in my defense, in pointing that out or or commenting on it, I mean, I, I know I'm projecting that. It hasn't translated against coaching. You know, the, the thing I like to say about when you watch stuff in the summer and being really, really careful as somebody who's been in this racket for 32 years is I want to see what a kid does against talent and coaching. Because when he, when he goes to these camps and there's talent, obviously, and there isn't coaching – and I don't mean those guys that work the camps aren't good coaches, but they're not out there coaching schemes and coaching scouting. And, you know, they might be coaching up situations. But but when you go up against game plans and scouting reports and understanding, you know, it was a player's tendencies, it gets scouted out. And then how he reacts from that uh, is, is where the rubber has hit the road at times. So, um, again – fourth best prospect in the class regardless of regardless of grade is I'd say still means I like him but at this point we're nitpicking finer points and that's how this discussion works the higher up the ladder you go the more you view a guy who might be a borderline guy as 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 things he can't do as well as things he can do um but I've got Sisley fourth or third who did everybody else have? I agree with everything that's been said about Sicily. Dominique's kind of up against it here. We got like three, four or five more minutes here. I had I had Booker third. You had Booker third. Yeah. Kyler, who'd you have third? I had uh, Booker as well. Yep, same. So our third and fourth were the same. <clears throat> that means our ones and twos are going to be the same. Unless somebody really is. <laughs> All right, who's going to get fired? Who's going to get fired after this conversation? <laughs> All right, who does everybody have? No, who we should. Too bad it's not video. Of course, Dominique's video is not working. We could all hold up like there's an old TV show where you game show where everybody held up their answer at the same time. 
<laughs> All right, who has – Kyler, who do you have number two? Jalen Harrelson. Dominique, who do you have number two? Flory Badunga. Zach Tyler, who do you have number two? I also have Badunga at number two. Kyler's wrong. <laughs> no. At least, it, at least it was Jalen. It wasn't. You know, at least we we all have the same one and two. I have Flory number two as well, um, which means the rest of us have Jalen number one. Um, make the case, Kyler. Why is Flory a better better prospect than Harrelson? And 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 truly, why does it not matter? Because both these guys are studs. Yeah, both of them are studs. I mean, it's it's honestly hard to compare both of them because they play different positions. So you hear that? You hear that, Peck and Paul? You hear that, John? (laughs) Both these guys are studs. You got it. (laughs) Don't text me. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, but say hello to your dad, John. (laughs) Boy's just a phenom. I mean, as I've seen him over, I was just so impressed with him when I first started watching over the summer. Um, Excuse me, but uh, I mean, just great around the basket, real smooth, light. Uh, feet work um it just seems like every time he touched the ball the ball was going into the basket so um i kind of gotta give it there i mean jalen harrelson just he's an awesome player you know really tall point guard uh, super athletic and everything i mean he's going to be an awesome player but if i'm just looking at both of those guys i, I gotta take Flory number one over him and that's where i go up with harrelson i think he can be a primary ball handler and i think yeah. as he gets more experienced at being that at competitive levels again again against coaching He'll learn how to be a playmaker from that position. Uh, Flory, my only real concern with him is what happens when he gets up against like size, you know, similar size, similar similar athleticism. Uh, what position is he at that level? I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have come through that have been really impressive physically. And what I've liked about Flory that has separated him from those guys in the past uh, and a lot of those kids ended up not going to schools in Indiana. They ended up going to prep schools or, or other places. But what I've liked about Flory is that he's gotten better each time I've seen him play. Yeah, and that's why I don't. That's why I think he's going to make it in college, for sure. He's he'll be the splash in college that we think he's going to be, um, where some of those others before him weren't, and. But I look at him and I compare let's, what. Kyle Badunga versus Malik Renault. Am I saying Malik's name right? Malik Renault. It is Renault. Who has more skill? I know I know Renault's two years older. Yeah. Probably been playing the game longer than what Flory's been playing. Yeah. I mean um, I, I'm taking Malik. I'm oh, taking Malik. And that yeah. uh, well, I I wanted to say, hold on, I want Dominique to get some words in here before he's got to go. Dominique, what what makes the difference between you, between Badunga and Harrelson? It's yeah, splitting hairs at this point. I mean, I agree. For for me, um, Harrelson, I, you know, starting off, I just kind of following Rab Johns' little journey. When he got the Fishers, he was six seven, one eighty, and then like running slam, he was six seven, one ninety six, and I think a couple months ago, he's six seven, two oh six, right? So he's putting in the work. He's putting on strength. Strength. He's getting quicker, more explosive, but then, you know, at six seven, uh, being a you know a point guard, his vision is elite. Defensively, he's elite on the ball, with yeah, defending I, without without fouling. Um, I love that part of. I love his defensive. He's he's potential lockdown defender as a wing defender, especially at the college level. Yeah, and, and then 
like I said, the vision, you know, attacking the rim, he's, he can dunk on you, right? Finish with the right, with the left. He's got a floater. His pull-up game's coming. Uh, his shooting is, is only getting better. Um, I just think positionally as a guard with a ball in your hand, kind of being able to take over games a little bit more than, you know, Flory can when he's getting, you know, potentially double and triple teamed in high school. Uh, but then also he's not bringing it up the court and, you know, he's got to kind of get, you know, someone's got to get him the ball type of thing. So that's kind of where it switched for me is having positionally Jalen, I had him one just because he can maybe dominate a game a little bit more with the ball in his hands moving forward. Kind of agree. I, th I think that's kind of where I went with it as well. I mean, I definitely agree with everything you said about Jalen comparatively with Badunga. That's kind of where I went with it was I see the positional size, um, being an additive that, again, nitpicking here, that Badunga doesn't necessarily have um, because, I mean, Badunga is going to be a center right now, and that's where I think something there has to give a little bit. I mean, he's certainly going to make plays in college. Dominic, do you got to go? I got a, a minute or two. I was going to say okay. with, with Flory quick, just before I hop off, I think you were mentioning some of these other guys. I think what kind of gets him through and leads him to be successful, which he's going to be, it's his motor. Yeah. Right? I think that, I yeah. think that's just going to trump everything. Like he's going to keep getting better. You know, touch around the rim is really good. Obviously dunks, everything blocks, rebounds, everything. But as his game expands, hopefully he can, you know, get a face up game and mid range and, you know, start making some shots out there potentially. But I think overall that motor is going to just kind of trump everything. It's going to make him successful. You know what else I love about him? He can, he probably like if he gets caught on a ball screen. He's intelligent to where he's not just he's not a guy that flies around just trying to hunt blocks. He understands how impactful he can be just being big, and that really came into play against Westfield because Braden in this in the regional because Braden Smith had no problem getting past the point of attack on a ball screen. The question is, is what was going to happen when he got to the basket? Now, now Braden and Westfield are especially good with Braden at drift passes along the baseline and, and Braden attacking baseline and finding people. And Badunga shut that all down, shut all of it down. And even despite some foul trouble, he shut it all down. And that was what allowed them to come back when he was finally to get sustained time on the court and, and beat what due to Westfield, what Westfield, what Westfield did to um, um, Homestead. Uh, it just, completely turn the tables of that game dominique who were some some names you you had on your next list because i do want to yeah. get to that before you leave and then obviously we'll expand on it as we go too yeah uh i had jq roberts from bloomington north i had joey brown on there from north central i had zane dowdy from ben davis sam orm jermaine coleman and kj windham it's a pretty good list man what um you got to run yeah, I got to head okay. out. All right, Dominique, good good having you on. We'll be we'll have you back on next week as well. Going forward again, uh, he's going to be covering the northeast part of the state for us primarily, and not to say he won't drift in other places. But um, it's good having you on, Dominique. Have a good day. Yeah, appreciate it. See you next week. All right, man. See you. See you. Um, anything else, guys, between Harrelson and Badunga? No, I mean I I think we covered a lot of it. So. <clears throat> yeah, it's what once Flory can put the ball on the floor, maybe a little bit more. And like Dominique said, the face up game comes and extends that out around three. I think, I think he'll be really good. 
better than he is now. <clears throat> I think Badunga in the in the mid posts intrigues me, both as a guy, both in terms of can he get a mid range catch, face and score. Yeah, and also can he pass out of double teams from there? Because you know they've got some other kids who can make baskets for them. They've got a, they've got a pair of six five kids that are, that are pretty good. Um, they've got. Uh, Shane Spears, who's a really good shooter for them, who <laughs> bulldozed Westfield at times, um, getting to the basket and just as big as he is, um, not a great basketball body, but it's certainly a strong basketball body and a guy that's decently skilled and, and then can also, you know, put it on the floor and finish a little bit, and, and but then an excellent shooter. Uh, then they'll have the Bellamy brothers. Who the the younger is probably a little more talented, but well, I mean we'll get into the Kokomo stuff later. But seeing how Flory handles those situations, to me, that's the growth of his game is is mid range catches because his teams will try to bully him off his spot. That may not be the right word because I don't think he'll ever get bullied at this level. But teams that try to make catches further out for him, what happens then, and how does he attack it? Um, he's got a little Sean Kemp in him in that regard. I know Kyler's too young to, to have ever watched Sean play, especially <laughs> at the high school at the high school level. Um, I'm sure Zach, did you get Concord. a chance to watch him at all in high school? No, no. Okay. I, I mean, I know he was at Concord and everything, but yeah. and that's right down the street. But no, I mean, I played against him, and not in high school. I played against him in Carmel Open gyms. The AAU state tournament was always in June when it was a big deal. It was a big deal before the school coaches started getting the month of June. Um, it, and for two weeks, well, for really the weekend, there was a two weekend tournament basically. And for the weekend between a lot of these guys would stay in central Indiana with teammates. So it'd always be this week at Carmel open gyms and Ben Davis outdoor courts where these guys from all over the state were just here. And it was some phenomenal basketball. And so I, anybody really good in the late eighties, I played against them at some, sometime or another, um, at least mo- many of them, if not most of them, uh, Kyler, who, who were some names you didn't, that didn't crack your top 10? Yeah. So probably Joey Brown, um, Cannon catchings didn't crack my top 10. Um, right. same Dottie, uh, trying to think of anybody else. Uh, Jermaine Coleman was another one. I kind of, you know, went back and forth in my head about, but yeah, I think the big one was Cannon that didn't crack it. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, I had, I had Hart, JQ, Brown, Catchings, and Orm that were all were mentioned, but not on my list. Not not the top ten, obviously, but on the yeah. outside looking in. Yeah, I wish Dominique was here for my list because I wanted to touch on something he said and and expand on it a little bit. My list of guys that just didn't quite make it. Uh, Logan Imes, Miles Colvin, KJ Windham, Justin Curry, a freshman from Noblesville, and then Sam Orm from Carmel. The Colvin thing, am I the only one that didn't have Colvin in the top 10? I debated it hard. I really did. It's the right. winning thing. Dominique said it. Yeah. And he had him pretty high up his list. It, the the winning is an issue. And and being able to win games and being able to be the kind of it's 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 the Christian Lander discussion, right, Kyler? Yeah, that's a very good uh, comparison there. I mean, Colvin's physical talents and his shot are impressive. 
Uh, he's good in transition in the open court and at decision-making. In the half court, there's just a lot that has to be broken, ignored. He's not going to be able to play that way, Purdue. Absolutely not, no. He's going to have to learn to play and guard away from the basketball. And there's a lot of times that his teams just don't win. And at a 2A school that had some other kids around him, may not have been kids that were great players, but they're definitely good 2A players, uh, just not utilized. And, you know, when they change, and this isn't, Coach Wallace's problem. Well, when they changed coaches, it definitely was going to become the Colvin show. And it just, and the only reason why we're having this prolonged conversation is because he's committed to Purdue. I mean, he's definitely, I think he's a high major talent. Physically, he's got all the tools. Uh, you know, Matt's going to have to really teach him how to play basketball. Up to this point, everything has funneled through his hands, and it's, he's not that guy. I've seen Joey Hart obliterate him in isolated situations. I mean, like talking about isolation on the floor, not I've never seen a time where he's gotten the better of Joey Hart. I've never seen a time where he's gotten the better of Logan Imes. Top 100, they went, he went against Imes and it was a mess. Imes crushed him. And, you know, it's the difference because all these guys know that the ball sticks, it's going to stick with him. And that's the part he has to get through. Now, look, if, if that's the worst thing that happens to him from a basketball perspective, perhaps the sky is the limit. Um, so the talent is there. The question is, is, does he change how he plays? I don't think it's going to happen this year. And, and maybe shouldn't. I, you know, I don't, I, mean, I don't know what Heritage has back this year, but they had some older kids that could have contributed to winning that just were kind of ignored. And... They had a few kids transfer in last year that played with him in AAU, which I thought was funny, um, convenient, and the winning still didn't come. And it's the old Christian Lander thing. Christian Lander, those guys weren't hugely successful when he, he was there. He didn't have a winning record until his junior year, which happened to be his last year. And those guys continued to win without him, even though he left a year early. Those guys won, they had a better record without him. Not saying they were better without him, but how much better could they have been the year before if he would have involved them in the in his what should have been his senior year if he would have played with those guys for one more year? That's the that was where Lander sort of went awry, is that they just didn't win enough at rights for me to be as impressed with him as other people are. Um Painter's a Purdue guy, obviously, went to Purdue, he played at Purdue. Colvin's dad played football at Purdue about the same time that Painter was there. There's a relationship there. It's an easy sell physically. Um, and if anybody can get it out of him, it's Painter. So we'll see. I guarantee, And I'll tell you this, if it makes me look dumb, it'll be because Painter did it. Painter got it done. Um, but my next, I said my group, right? I'm Colvin, Wyndham, Curry, and Orm. Yep, I did. Zach, you got to go? Yep, yep. <clears throat>
All right, Zach, good having you. Next week, hot takes, baby. We know you love oh, hot takes. Oh, boy, my we're, favorite. We're doing it all in one podcast just for you. Gosh. We're doing it all in one podcast just for you. we got a new feature coming up this year where we're going to have, like, every week we're going to predict one game as a, as a lock instead of doing hot takes. Okay. I'm we are going to have a hot take podcast next week. So next week you got to have three hot takes, at least three, because some of them might be overlapping. So we got to okay. have you got to be prepared. All right. Three hot takes. Sounds and they got to be good. They can't be like uh, Notre Dame's going to change their color of blue. <laughs> can't be can't be crap like that now. Dang. All right. That is All a right. hot take. That, that is, is a hot take. take. Yeah. Indiana's <laughs> going to pay 50 grand to change their tint of red. No, no. Wait, no, wait that, that actually happened. Wait, that actually happened. <laughs> All right, Zach. Take All care, right. bud. Later, guys. See ya. Anything else, Kyler, before we get to our reads? No, I mean, uh, what you said about Miles Colvin is absolutely true. Um, yeah, I just – at this point, I just don't think he's a winner. I mean, if I'm being blatantly on – I might say this for the Hot Takes podcast, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole once we get there. But what you said about Miles is pretty spot on. Yeah, I mean, his teams just don't win. I mean, that's – and that's the thing. And, and look, it's – whether that's coaching succumbing to talent, Look, he plays for his dad in the summer. That's not unusual. On the prep club um, circuit. Everything, well. revol- everything revolved around his kid, and they didn't win a lot of games. Oh. And they didn't win a lot of games when they had Dowdy, Zane. To, you know, they didn't have Zane last year. The years they had Zane, and Zane was a developing kid, they, did, they didn't win a ton then either. And they, they haven't played the toughest schedule. Heritage, Heritage plays a pretty good schedule. Um. But they just, you know, I mean, it, it, and it, to me, it matters. And it's it's such a disparity between where he's going and the types of guys. It's different. It's the types of guys that Painter's recruited in the past. Or maybe it's it's some of these guys that Paint's brought in from out of state that, that haven't done well, that have transferred out, uh, that I don't know much about coming into Purdue. But the other guys he's bringing in, including catchings, they, they, they're on teams that win a lot of games. You know, they're they're on t- I mean, people that did did painter reach on catchings, perhaps. But they win a lot of games. Did painter reach on Benner? Perhaps. But they win a lot of games. Everybody thought he reached on Braden Smith. <laughs> I laughed at that one. But in fairness to catchings and Benner both, I see Braden Smith probably <laughs> ten yeah. times a year, it seems like. Um but guess what? Braden won a lot of games. And to me, that matters. And so is it nitpicky when you see a kid as talented as Colvin? Maybe, but man, at the end of the day, Painter's going to play guys that help him win games. There are no zero-calorie stats on Painter's teams. None. That's where I think the rubber hits the road on that. I don't don't blame anybody for putting him in their top ten. Dominique had him fifth. I don't blame him for that. The talent is there. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's the reason why I put him in my top ten. I respect the talent from him, and you and I and I respect the talent too. And you know what? There may not be a whole lot of difference on this list from fifth and where I've got him, which is what I named off five other guys or six other guys. So that's sixteen guys. You know, top sixteen in a, in a in a state of Indiana is still pretty damn good. So it's not like I don't think he's good. I just couldn't put him in the top ten. And every every list has to have a dividing line, right? You're either on it or you're not. Um. 
you know, so that's where that's where it goes. Um, I didn't have Joey Brown on my list anywhere because I want to see him healthy. So and he's saying he can stay healthy. A lot of that he can't control. It's not fair to him. And, and again, you know, this is we we could go down the list, and the the wider the longer we made this list, the more kids deserve to be on it. But I, I like, you know, at some point we got to be controversial a little bit and draw a line. And there's 10 guys right there. We each had our own 10. That was good. Anything else between before? Um, well, let me read this first and we'll, we'll move on. So thanks for listening to Courts in Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating review and you can reach us directly at Courtside Indiana on Twitter and Instagram at courtside ind that's courtside ind on Twitter or Instagram I don't know what happens if Twitter collapses thanks to our boy Elon <laughs> start farming out that Instagram thing there again I don't know um box out sports is the leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season you can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Badunga versus Renew. It's just me and you now. Yeah. That, uh, uh, did you see you Renew? Let me, ask you, let me ask you this. And if you haven't, did you see Renew much as a junior at all? I didn't because, okay. you know, yeah, I didn't see him. Because you, were, you weren't really covering Indiana at that point. Right, no. All right, so we really can't expand this discussion because it's not completely fair to compare Badunga with a freshman in college. No, it's it's not. I mean, yeah, they're two years apart. So did you see, did you see Renew last year at at Mount Verde? I did because you know obviously Jalen Huchafino was there. Right. That's how you guys so they played so, together. So I saw a lot of Renew. Saw a lot of him. So what does Badunga got to do to get to that point? I mean, athletically, Badunga's superior, right? Yes, I would say athletic. Yes. Lengthwise superior, or is Renew? Long? I haven't seen Renew in person yet. Honestly, I think they're. I'll take. I will take definitely. I will take Renew's body over Badunga's. You know, his really? length and everything. I will, um, because Renew's got a great combination of length and also just straight muscle, like and strength. Like he's got a really well built body, and I think yeah. Florida needs to just add. A, he needs to continue to add more muscle and strength. He, Renewed thicker from the waist down, you think? Uh, yes, yes. Which will which will help carve out position and. Yes, I mean, I mean, Badunga just blasts over people. He does. Um, Renew's more of that. He's like, I'm gonna bang you down low and everything. And I mean, I saw the other day versus uh, Bethune Cookman. I mean, Renew took three defenders to the basket. You know, with his back to the basket and was able to score on them. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, but I it's th- also think, it's hard to compare. <laughs> and I think Badunga's going to develop. He's certainly going to develop more touch around the rim. He, he's he's pretty good going to his left left hand. He's I like that he's willing to go to his right. And there's times where it looks good, you know. And and you can see him doing it because he's told this is the right read, and he may not be great at it yet. But um, I love that he's willing to do it. Um, he's willing to go to it because that's the thing that people have given him, and you know. There were a couple times where it looked it looked did look bad coming off his hands, but that's just an experience, and that's I gotta imagine that's gonna get better as he gets older. What is what is Renew was rated where in his class? Uh, he's probably in the top. If I'm gonna 
think I'm thinking about the rivals. What I would say he was in the top twenty five. Okay. I would say I'm trying to think. I think Jalen was. I think both him and Jalen were both in the top twenty five. Are there twenty people better than Hood Shafino, freshman? <laughs> uh, just, they had a lot of looked, people. He's looked good, man. He has. I've been, impressed, I've been impressed with both. The, the Renew thing I thought was nice add, but I didn't know that he would contribute right away. Um, it's a pretty – It's a. I mean, I know we're getting into IU basketball, but it's a pretty scary front court rotation. It I is. honestly think. I mean, because you. I was talking to Jim Coyle about it. I mean, it's like you got guys that are going up against Trace and Race, and, like, you see those two go to the bat, or to the bench. You're like, okay, well, I have a little break. And you got someone like Renew coming in. Like that's Duncan, just, Duncan looked good in the exhibitions. He did, and he and he got some. I, I call it extended minutes. I mean, the game was well. I mean, decided before Duncan came in, but he played the last like five, five to seven minutes, and he looked. He did some good things on the floor. Yeah. I think I use so, a good good shape after this year up front. They certainly need to add more pieces. We haven't seen Caleb Banks play yet, right? That's the freshman. Yeah, he's uh he's kind of him and CJ are kind of in the same boat. They're just. You know, yeah. they're going to get their spot minutes. CJ does come off the bench before him, like when they do kind of empty the bench out. So now you can't really read too much into that. But 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 size-wise, uh, the concern was what's going to happen when Trace leaves and Race yeah, graduates. And they still got to address that because, I mean, they'll probably have Renew and Duncan yeah. will be their guys. That's nice. And then, That's nice, though. It is a nice one. They just got to find that, you know, that bench. So True, true. Or yeah. the guy that puts one of them on the bench. You know, that's fun. Right. What's last thing? What's Badunga got to do to get what? What's he missing skill wise that Renew has? Renew can stretch the floor. I was going to mention that. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably the next step. Do um, we see Badunga getting to the three point line to a point I, where teams really were? I mean, like if Badunga were to shoot a three now, I think every coach would just applaud. And, yes. <laughs> that'd I mean, be, that's, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good shot. Good shot. He's, um, he's, I think he's got to just because you know that's a type of you know that's the type of big man that you see have success nowadays. So well, um, Trace Trace doesn't have that range. Um, no, that's yeah. So that's, I mean, so he can be. So what's he got to do? I mean, can he be as effective from mid range as Trace has been? I think so. I think yeah, I, I mean, too. I do too. Flory does. I mean, in the mid range, I mean, Flory's pretty good at free throws and stuff. He's got an okay shot and everything, but. Uh, well, I, that's, un- that's unguarded, and right. Well, uh, I, I mean, I've seen Flory take a few mid range jumpers, and they're not bad. I mean, obviously, they're not consistent right now, but it's not at a bad point right now. So, I think a little bit more work on that, he could be real consistent there. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, what do you got coming up this week? Let's see. So, I've got I've got Dalen Hutchifino story that's going to come up. Um, and then I don't have another IU game until Friday when they travel to Xavier, so I'll be there for that. So, uh, other than podcast recording, it's kind of just it's at Xavier. Yeah, it's at Xavier. I'll be making the trip there at six o'clock on Friday. Late to get tickets. That's probably it's a big a, game. It's, a for, it's probably a big time. game for them, isn't it? Yes, this is. I would say this is probably their first real test. You'll see. So you'll see kind of what yeah. this Indiana team's really made of at this point. So it'll it should be a fun game though. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Sounds good.